podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Happening. This is Eric Morris. And this is Doug Buten. Hello. Hello. Doug, would you like to in- introduce our guest? Oh, I shall. Who is your dear friend? Thank you. Thank you. Well, don't set up everything. He's not so dear, but he is a friend. Mm. And you're beeping. I know. We're going to fix that. So, I would like to introduce our listeners across the world, and especially those special friends in Indonesia. <laughs> I would like to welcome to This Is Happening none other than Mr. Rick Milliken. Rick yeah. Milliken. Rick Milliken is an accomplished casting director who has. Changed the face of television more than once. Yeah, um, many, many times. For, um, you know, often for Fox, but but for mm-hmm. other networks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cast uh, The X-Files and also the original um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. You were... Uh, I think CSI, right? Miami. CSI, CSI Miami. Miami. Bones. Uh, Bones. Uh, and... Um, um, uh, I worked on Married with Children. Married with Children. Not, not till the very end. I did okay. the last two seasons of yeah, that. Some, some guest stars for that. Right. Did so, that. so you've been casting for quite some time. Yes, about 32 years <laughs> now, to be exact. Have you learned how to do years. it yet? I think I got it. Are you just getting the hang of it? I think I got it. just got to the last page of that manual. How to cast. Um, and you also do some films and stuff too, right? I'm currently doing a film at the moment. I, I normally do television. Right. Um, I'm doing a, an independent feature at the moment. Are you? Yeah. How adventurous. Is, it is adventurous. It's and, a whole and, new uh, world. It's under a, your rate. It's how generous. Uh, we actually <laughs> under my rate. <laughs> oh, because it's not a big, it's I, not a big like, studio? No, no it's, it's, it's independent. independent. You're doing it as budget. a favor, and you'll be like, well, the director hopefully is. you can pay me at some point. <laughs> I, I am getting paid. Well, that's good. Um, and your, your pension. I mean, like, you know, because you're in, it's, there's a casting union. Yes, you know? we're part of the Teamsters. Yes, you yeah, are. I, I have negotiated against uh, your union yeah. so, for so your it's, it, it helps that we get the benefits through the Teamsters. Um Makes a lot of sense. It, it is low budget, but it's a director that I've worked with many times. Uh, in television? In television. And he's now... done features himself. Cool. Um, several features, but Who he is asked it? me. His name is Dwight Little. Hmm. He did, um, what is it, Murder at 1600. <gasps> I've seen that with Wesley Snipes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't you remember that? Hold on. I didn't he see He was it. obsessed with... Um, uh, Wesley Snipes was obsessed with re- uh, recreating the Civil War or, or Revolution, uh, the American Revolution. And he had all these things, and that was when um, what's his what's that actor? Something Donovan, Tate Donovan, is that an actor? Yes. Who was in the movie? I don't know he if played the but... son of the president, and he oh. was a no good Nick. Oh. He the, murdered. The he murdered the woman. Oh. And they Are you giving away her. the plot? Okay. Well, it's, I this think, is a long time I, ago. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler alert. <laughs> it's over it's two t- decades <laughs> old. Do you think? I don't think so. Anyway, so this so, oh, yeah. this guy directed that? He did it that. Sounds oh, very precious. Now I like him more. It sounds like See. something that uh, Donald Trump Jr. may be doing, too. Some nefarious crimes of well, murder. He also, he also did <laughs> Anacondas. Mm. Oh, I didn't see that the one. The Snake movie. He yeah. did the Free Was Willy movie. Was J-Lo in that? Oh. Uh, I don't I know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he asked me to come aboard and do this. It's a It's a new company from India. Uh, it's oh, about tiger poaching. Sure. Do you get to go to India? I do not. Oh, get you're casting India. out of L.A.? Are you casting shooting out of LA? in L.A.? No, shooting, no, shooting in, in India. Oh, in India. Oh. We're looking for... They must have a local Indian cast. They will, yes. as well. Yes. But you're going to cast the stars. I'm going to cast the stars here, mm-hmm. and then off they go. Early wow. next year. Fun. So it's fun. It's so far, we'll see. I'm just getting started, so we'll yeah. see where that takes us. But and are you still working? Do you have a show in the works at the moment? Or? No, just that at the moment. Okay, at the moment, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, it takes one phone call and off you go. Of course. Right. And you've just wrapped um, the, the reboot. The reboot of, of X-Files, X-Files finished. Yeah. And Bones finished a couple years ago now. How was it different... Uh, Casting the reboot of X Files versus the original because it was so many years, right? What In was between. Di- so what was different um, that you noticed? It it wasn't that it was different. It was a little surreal actually when we started to doing come it back to come to back this whole job. and sit and be reading Mulder and Scully sides with actors that I did you know fifteen sixteen years ago. Was yeah. it your and it was were you in the same office that you were in originally? Um, 
I was on the Fox a lot, but mm-hmm. I had moved off. You moved, okay. Okay. So it was okay. a different place, but um, it was the same people. You know, it was Chris Carter and, and a couple of the old writers from the way early days. Wow. So that was, it was fun to, it's like putting the band back together. But the first day I remember sitting reading sides, Mulder and Scully sides with actors, and it was like, you know, getting yeah. on a bicycle again. Was it like no time had gone yeah. by? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It actually was like. And that no show time. was such a huge thing, a phenomenon. I mean, did you expect it? It was kind of it seemed to be kind of unexpected. It could have flown under the radar. Yeah. And well, I remember hit. when it when I got the when they got the show, I was had just finished a staff position at Columbia Television and they were downsizing the whole department you know all the departments and I got laid off mm. and I had just finished a pilot in-house that they let me keep got picked up the series they let me keep oh it was good. called Route 66 uh-huh. it only lasted for six episodes who, who was the star in that Oh my God! It was we cast it twice. They did it twice because they didn't like it the first time. Oh yeah. But the yeah, second yeah. time it was um, Dan Cortez. <gasps> oh yes, of course. And do you um, know Dan Cortez? Oh, oh God. we can. I do remember him. Yeah. What's his name? That was with Kirstie Alley for a while. Um, oh, Parker Stevenson. No, oh. the one before that or after that. That must oh, be uh, after that. John Travolta. Anyway, so I did that. I did the six episodes of that, and it got canceled, and I was out on my own, going, "Now what am I going to do?" Right. right. And when I had worked at Columbia, uh, Randy Stone, who at that time was the head of casting at 20th Century Fox Television. Mm-hmm. He had done a movie for us when I was at Columbia that I oversaw. Okay. So we had developed a relationship. Right. And, you know, I called people, everyone I knew, to yeah. say, I'm independent now, I'm going to need a job. And I had called Randy and I said, you know, I'm out on my own, I'm going to need a job. And he said, you know, it's funny you're calling because we just finished this pilot called The X Files that may get a pickup. I think it's going to get a picked up. If it gets picked up, I'll have you come meet Chris Carter. So I'm like, Okay. You know, I had no idea what the X Files was. Nothing. Right. So they had already shot it with David Duchovny. Yeah, they cast it in house because Dick, all they had to cast was David and Jillian, yeah. essentially from here. Sure. Because it's shot in Vancouver at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everything else was cast. Oh, it's local. There. Oh, I see. Okay. So a couple weeks later, Randy calls me and he says, "Well, it got picked up. Um, why don't you come in and meet Chris Carter?" I was like, "Okay." So I went, and it was like a, a, a cattle call casting call it was me of, of and like six directors. other casting directors in the same room which never happens you always meet like, like they're by yourself putting you through the paces like actors kind of yeah. like wait what and at that time, <laughs> let's, let's make them feel <laughs> like, like at that time I was the new guy you know because yeah. I had just gone out on my own and there were people in the room that were established casting directors that I knew of and I thought I'm never getting this job right but as there we go. You were wrong. I was wrong. He hired me. He sent me the pilot to watch the pilot. And I remember watching it in my house with some friends. Mm-hmm. And we all thought it was really cool. But I remember thinking, How, what do you do with this every week? Right. Where does this go every week? Right. So, anyway, the show started. <laughs> That's called a guest cast, in fact. <laughs> you so would be responsible for that. The show started, and in the beginning, you know, no one knew who, what it was. Yeah. And I had to, every week, I had to tell these agents and pitch the show and, you know, get people excited and interested in, you know, getting the big people to come in and audition for it. You know, it's like, what's the X-Files? What is that? So I had to do that whole thing. And then, of course, by the you know second, third season, people were people wanted to know, be on it. How many seasons did it run? The first run. Well, the first run was nine. That's a lot. And then we did nice another one. We did two more, sort of half seasons. Was there ever an actor that you really wanted who didn't uh, do the job? Besides well, Doug Buden. Well, yeah, I, never, I never auditioned for an X Files. Oh, well. I don't think, he ever I, don't think I even lived here yet. I didn't know Doug. Yet. Uh, well, no, yeah, ninety three is when that started. Right? Ninety three. Oh, yeah. Very good. Well, I looked. Eric that. does his research, and by research he means Google, and by Google he means Hey Siri. Uh, so, was there an actor? There was. There was a woman named Whoopi Goldberg. Never heard oh. of him. <laughs> she. We had gotten wind over the years that she was a huge fan of the show. Right. And like we had did, all talked she did about Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. We had talked about you know, wouldn't it be great if we could get Whoopi Goldberg? Da, da, da. 
So an episode came up. I don't remember which one it was at this at this point, but an episode came up. There was a part that she could have played. Mm. So I somehow tracked down her assistant's phone number because she never flies. She always goes on a bus. Oh, right. She does her bus. That's right. Of course. And Famously. she was doing... Especially when she goes to London. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think she was doing something in a show in New York or something at the time. Anyway, I called this phone and it was her assistant and they were on the bus driving across country at this moment. And I'm explaining to the assistant we have this part that we'd love to have her. Head west. It shoots... These dates, da da da, and he's saying, "Oh, I don't know if that time's going to work because she's got this. I don't think it's going to be able to work." And I said, "Well, it's the only time. You know, this is when it's shooting." And then I can hear in the background, I hear Whoopi's voice <gasps> going, "What the what the fuck?" Ooh, can I say all that? Yes, yes. yes. No, we 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 curse for the bandit. She's just like, "Wait a second. She grabs the phone from him and she starts talking to me. No, she goes, "Tell me about this. What is this? What's happening?" You know. And so I explain. I explain the dates. I explain the part. And it just turned out the time she just could not get out of whatever it is she was doing. Right. And she, as we, were all very that's a oh, disappointing. That disappointed. Is. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, and you know, I thought maybe they would try to rearrange it and figure it out another time. But yeah, like work the you schedule. You know, the shows were so. It was hard enough for those guys. To get and they were in Vancouver, so right at that time, we should, we did the first five seasons in Vancouver. Then the last four seasons, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, six seasons came down here. I think at that time it was shooting in L.A., I oh. believe. I, I'd have to look, but I think it was when we were in L.A. Well, look, whatever happened to her, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> you watch her every morning. I do. On I, The View. You know, I watch The View um, on the East Coast feed. Right. I watch I it early because I still <laughs> illegally get my East Coast feed. Today's podcast is brought to you by DirecTV. Uh, <laughs> but we did get, you know, we got fun. We got Lily Tomlin and Ed Asner did yeah. an episode together. Oh. oh, that's fun. I love that. And that then really fun uh, the next question would be, can you think of somebody... Famous, who was a disaster. Like, oh. did you ever have to fire somebody because they did it? They just that's they not that they were a terrible actor, just they were the wrong thing. Did you that fire not, people? That did not happen on the X Files that I recall, but I do recall the situation with an, a, a gentleman named Jack Black. Mm. Oh, I've heard of her in the first season. It was the first or second. Him and, and Giovanni Ribisi did an episode together. Oh, okay. Are we still on X Files or X Files? Oh. Yeah, they, they were. It was the light. Giovanni was the lightning boy that he could conduct lightning through his body. And Jack Black, they both came in to audition for it. Uh huh. Jack Black was hired to do the role, and the night before he was supposed to go to Vancouver, the manager called and says he's changed his mind. He doesn't want to go. No. Because at the time he was in a band. I don't know. I think he still is in the band. You know, he's a big rock star. Oh, Jack Black? Yeah. He has a duo. Um, yeah. Comedy band duo. I guess that would have been a solo. I forget what, I forget was, what they're he, called. It was a band at that time. And this is no, I 30 remember. years ago yeah. now. But anyway, he they called and said, he doesn't want to go now. And we had booked him. The play, we had tickets. I mean, a con- there's a tomorrow, contract. Contract, like, the whole thing. Tenacious, sorry, Tenacious D is the name of his band. Right, exactly. Um, so it got to the point, I remember I had to call him personally, and I was freaking out because there was no backup, right. and it traveled tomorrow, mm. and I actually, we got in this argument with him where I threatened to have his SAG card pulled if he didn't do the job. Good for you. Yeah. Because he was, he was pushing back Professionalism. So, yeah, he was yeah. pushing me back so far that I, you know, it was like, I was in this cage and I had no yeah. recourse. So anyway, he finally agreed mm-hmm. and he went up and it actually turned out to be one of those iconic sort of cultish favorite episodes. Have oh, you cool. seen him really? since? I have. And does he, his, does he know you? Because you would have had no, like a he, phone. Oh, no, no, he would have auditioned. It was either his girlfriend or his wife came into audition for something, one of the shows I was doing, and he came with her. Mm. And I, it was years later, <laughs> yeah. and we rehashed the whole thing, and he was very cool about it. But well, uh, probably in the end was glad he did it. Of course he was. Yeah. 
because it was it really was and actually Giovanni Ribisi who I brought in for Chris to read to meet he read for it and Chris didn't want him originally mm. he says no I don't think so and at, the day went by and we didn't see anybody else and I, I had to go back to Chris and say Chris this guy we he's perfect we got to we got to do this and he made me bring him back again I had to bring him back another day, so he came back again, and I remember sitting outside the office talking to him, saying, this is what we need, he doesn't see this, I don't remember all the details, but there was, I had to give him all these specific notes, and he went in and nailed it, and that's, yeah, that's great. And the rest is history. Yes. I mean, I have to admit that I did not watch The X-Files. Ever? Not really. I saw one episode yeah. where the lady's having the babies under the bed. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever watched that episode. Yeah. But I, I did watch But Mary I knew children. that it had such a huge impact on the culture yeah. and one of the reasons I remember it was 93, in addition to looking up your IMDb page, um, <laughs> is that I was working on a, I mean, I'm not going to belabor this, but I was working on a, like a public affairs TV show and we did a special about taxes and, um, and we... Uh, spoofed kind of you know the X-Files and the, we had two actors looking like you know Mulder and Scully and we did things with like camera angles and like all of a sudden like looking up in weird places and um, it was really it was Those funny spaceships flying by <laughs> a little bit yeah I mean it was just like you know, it's like, uh, oh, you know, ta- taxes are so weird, or whatever it was. Um, it, oh, I see. It's an obvious connection. It wasn't, no, it wasn't great. But uh, <laughs> but it was very specifically, like, you know, using, because, you know, well, it, it was, was a zeitgeist that everyone knew, the yeah. X-Files. Like, it was certainly, it was spoofed on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that just, like, takes hold of the culture. And that's and a really special them, thing. It so made it them huge stars. Jillian yeah, or Gillian, depending on Gillian. what day of the week she talks. <laughs> sometimes, no, I've heard her say Gillian. You have? Yes, and sometimes she in speaks her with her, her Scottish oh, accent. She has her English accent, yeah, yeah. and sometimes she doesn't. <laughs> like Madonna. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was a very special time. It, it, was. it was a lot of fun to cast because it was always casting really odd, if interesting, fun, different. Yeah. And you've worked on so many different kinds of shows. So and that, that overlapped with another, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is another kind totally of like... different. And I was doing that at the same phenomenon. time. Phenomenon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. At the same time. I was doing x Sabrina, and Married with Children all at the same and time. And then you um, injected that show with the energy that is Elisa Donovan, our, our delicious Ta-da. friend. Yes. We love her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's been a guest on the show, I and we, we love Elisa. Uh, but uh, you cast her I on did. that as a series of regular. Yes, uh, yeah. that made she her has day. you to thank for yeah. for that gig. That was that like had. way into the process of Sabrina. Sabrina ran for was it seven years? And I think that she I think in. she did three of them. Yeah, so like she now, she was in season four. Yeah, Full yeah, disclosure: so. I did audition for an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, hello! One of my first auditions ever in Los Angeles. Was it? It was to be a photocopy, re- it sounds like a setup for a porn, but it was to be like a photocopy <laughs> repair person. And uh, it was this Do you co-star. remember this? A small co-star. <laughs> I feel like you were in a trailer, uh, like an actual on trailer Paramount. on Paramount Lot. Yes, yeah. I, did, I did have a trailer. <clears throat> I had an office at Paramount for a while, but there was a time before I had an office there that the production office was in a trailer. We may have had a session. Super glamorous. But you were very kind. I do remember you were you were very nice. Always. Uh, uncharacteristically so. Uh, now that we are actual friends. Um, but I but was this always a dream of yours to, to go into casting? Or were you what did you do before? No. So how did you how did you sort of discover prior to thirty two years ago? What were you doing? What what, what well, Where are you my, from? Tell us the story okay. of Rick Let's 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 Insert some music. In Albany, New York. Albany. Okay. I'm Rick Millican New York. was born. Mm, <laughs> 1960. Uh, my dad was a doctor and he was in medical school mm. at, in Albany. And there, my parents were actually from Pasadena is where I, they grew up. Okay. But my dad was in medical school and my older brother and I were born in Albany. As soon as I was born, we came back, mm. lived in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. My dad did his residency at L.A. County Hospital. Much better climate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but I really grew up in Newport Beach is where my dad... Oh, that's That's nice. the homestead. Yeah, my dad's mother, parents, 
had a house in Balboa Peninsula mm. that um, is pretty much where my, where my dad lived and where we grew up as kids. But um, I always wanted to be an actor. You know, when I was in high school and, you know, grade school, you know, I did all the little school plays. Mm. You do have a sort of California look, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, as a surfer. I cast you as a surfer. I am not a surfer at all. But you, My but you look it. You definitely have that look. I was it on your special skills and your yeah, resume? because I hate surfing. <laughs> you could have played in, like, you know, beach blanket That's, bingo. I was or... just a picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so you, um, you were so an actor. I, was, I wanted to be an actor, and when I was in high school, there was a girl... In my act in drama in drama class, who was a professional actress? She was she was in that Freaky Friday movie with Jodie Foster. Yeah, of course. And she did a lot of movies of the week and commercials. And I always said I want to do that. And so she sort of guided me into this is what you have to do. So I got headshots taken. I sent them out to all these agents. I got an agent. Your family was supportive. My family was supportive. That's great. But you know, Newport Beach was an hour away from here, so I would. You know, I got an agent, and I would go on auditions, and drive to LA for an hour, and audition for two minutes, and turn around and drive all the way back. You know, yeah, for yeah. Years. Well, that, you could go to Santa Monica; it takes the same yeah. amount of time. Uh, um, and I did a couple commercials, and I did a couple little day player things. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did a, a movie of the week where I got to rape Helen Hunt or attempt to, oh. as one wants to. Outrageous! Do. Yeah, called, you know, she's a little. It was called Child Bride of Short Creek. <laughs> and it starred Christopher Atkins, <gasps> Diane Lane, oh my god, Helen Hunt, oh my god, I love Conrad Bain, and you, and me. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, what's the who played the mother in ET? Um, uh, Joe Beth Williams. No, no, no. no. Uh, oh, the mother, Melissa Matthews. No, no, no. no. Oh shit! Oh. I would D. Oh, D. Wallace Stone. D. Wallace, D. Wallace Stone. Stone. She was in it. Sometimes Stone, sometimes not. Yeah. Oh. The divorce. And I had a part where I, was, <laughs> I played a Mormon. It was shot in Utah. And it was about a rapey a, Mormon. What was a polygamy story? Oh, um, of course. Christopher Atkins and, and Diane Lane and Helen Hunt were part of this polygamy colony that Conrad Bain ran. <laughs> and Helen Hunt wanted to escape the colony. And she's going down a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, and me and this Christopher dude. Atkins had multiple wives. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you? What did you think of Christopher Atkins? Oh my God, I was enamored. Uh, he's, I he took, was so hungry. He was on the set the day I was there. I took still. pictures with him, of him, on him. Of course. <laughs> and I was actually there at the very this, end of the shoot. My scene shot at the very end. Was it just post Blue Lagoon? It was right after. It has yeah. to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prime. So I was, you know, <laughs> beef cake. So and I was, I was trying to get him to come water skiing at my dad's house. <laughs> of course, that's oh, just yeah. some character and he work. He seems very Chris. approachable. He I mean, was. Our he friend, was, um, they were all. Don Carroll has managed him. Oh, he's apparently lovely. But the, the my scene shot at the very end, so I got to go to the rap dinner oh. and I remember I got to sit right next to Diane Lane at the dinner table and I was just like oh my god I can't believe I'm doing this she seems lovely very they were all very yeah. sweet Helen Hunt was very nice it, it, it was an intense because we were in a, it was me and another guy and her in the middle of this truck oh. and we pull off the side of the road and we try to have our way with her oh no and it got intense to where one the first time we shot the scene, she actually started crying, kind of freaked out. Oh, because we were getting you know. And did you have to like say like, "Oh, sweetie, I'm this gay." Is... <laughs> we didn't get to that, but she we she had, we had to let her out of the car. She needed a moment. She got all freaked out. She needed a moment, and I was no new. I was like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" I broke Helen Hunt. Yeah, I so that cry. was and, and at that moment I thought, "Oh my god, I'm going to be an actor for the rest of my life." Right. But of course, as we all know, you go to your next audition and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So and then, then you end up on a podcast at an undisclosed location <laughs> somewhere in Hollywood. Oh, uh, so then, then I was a dancer as well. I worked at Disneyland for a couple of years in the oh. character department. Oh what character were you? I was Pluto and Tigger and Winnie the Pooh and the Three Little Pigs. And all right. Oh. The question that I'm sure all of our listeners, especially our Bahasa Indonesian friends, are asking is... <laughs> What did the costumes smell like? Is it as bad? Lysol. 
Oh, were you responsible for your own? Because at the on? night, in the end of the night, when you took your head off, <laughs> you had to spray it with Lysol. You did. Oh God! And because then wa- someone else would be wearing. Yeah, oh. and they would only and they would only wash the costumes like once a week. Oh, oh my and God! And you sweat like a pig. Yeah, I mean, of course you really, do. Or you like wear, a Pluto. You wear shorts and a t-shirt, and you have a bandana, and you only go out half hour at a time, half hour off, half hour on. So it's not terrible, but. You just you just get used to sweating all day. What yeah. was the audition process for, for that? that? Yeah, improv. I actually auditioned twice. The first time I didn't get it. I and you don't talk it. though as a character. No. Right. it was all active. They give you scenarios to act out. And I, when I first auditioned, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh-huh. The second time, I knew exactly what I needed to do. So then I got. Did it. you do any character work? Did you go to Disneyland and like I'm going to sit and just watch this Pluto? No, I. the reason I did it is because when I was in college, I went to Cal State Long Beach in the theater department, and I was in the makeup um, uh, room, you know, where we were taking the makeup class, and we had to go around the room and everybody said what they, you know, told their background, and one of the girls in the class was a character at Disneyland, mm. and I thought, that sounds fun. Mm. So then I went and auditioned and I did it. I did How three, long did you do that? Just two years. Okay. But That's I enough. did, I did a... a touring show where I traveled in the private Disney jet all over the United States for a month. That's wow. Yeah, that sounds... Well, they do at that time... That's a lot they of still do it. At that time, they used to throw out a tour of every movie that they were re-releasing. Mm. Um, and at that time, at that my tour was the Aristocats. I don't know if you remember that movie. Sure, of course. Yeah. They were re-releasing the Aristocats and we had a whole show and I was one of the cats. <laughs> and we would fly in the plane to a city... We would unload, we'd go to the hotel, the next morning we would do their morning, the local Today Show. Like the morning shows? Yeah, the morning show. And and dance around on camera as a cat. In the afternoon we would go (laughs) to the local mall and do this show that we would do. We'd have to set up the sets and we had to do all the labor. The whole thing yourself. And then we'd go to the plane, load up the plane, fly to the next city, wow. and do the whole thing. Oh, wow. So that's not as glamorous as it you was would hope. Um, tell me, though, were they, did you have to share a hotel room with another? I think so. Of course we did. I mean, was there a lot of, like, just, you can tell us. What? Was there a lot of sex? Uh, not, well, that was, no. no. Not on that group, because it really? wasn't, that wasn't a... They were all Mormon polygamists? There was not fun people. Those cats, not so sexy. Because you hear these tales when when shows go on tour that it's just like... Well, let's cut to the next thing I did after that. Which was? Which was I toured with Mitzi Gaynor. Oh my God, The Mitzi Gaynor? (laughs) I was a dancer with Mitzi Gaynor. Wow. So you must really know how to dance. I did at that time. I mean, you can't really fake that, right? Well, I wasn't a classically trained ballet dancer. No. I could could do jazz and I could do, you know, the the easy stuff. The tap part I was a little concerned about. There was a tap routine. (laughs) Oh, there was with Mitzi? Yes. And I had never tapped. Clickety-clack. I faked my way through the audition. I got hired. Mm. And I actually learned to tap while doing the show. Yeah. Did she teach you? <laughs> I, you know what? I used to, I would watch her. Yeah. In because she would be in front dancer. of us, and I would just watch everybody and everything, and I would just fake it. I, I don't know how I did it. Did you sing but, too? What was she like? Wow. Lovely. She was so much fun. It and was how long? really fun. I did it for two years. Two years, and what did you go worldwide? Just local? the country. Just around the country. Yeah. Did was it like a highbrow? Like did you get put up in fancy? Places. No, we would share. We'd have to share rooms. We, they paid us a salary. I don't remember. It, it wasn't very much, but we paid. They paid us a salary, and then we had to pay for our own hotel rooms. What? So we would out of your pay. That's, yeah, unta- that is she would, ridiculous. They would pay for the flights. Uh huh. <laughs> I would we, hope so. And they would book the hotels, but we had to pay the hotels. So we That's would nuts. shack up three to a room. Like right. We all well, you get, share. I mean, when you do an equity tour, you have to pay out, you know, a, a, they give you it's a your per diem. Diem. Yeah, your yeah. per diem. Thank you. So, but still, but I, was 20, I was 22 years old. Were yeah, you making was, good money? You know, I want to say it was, I don't remember, but I want to say it was 600 bucks a week. It wasn't a lot of money. Right. But at that time, but this was, was 1481. <laughs> yeah. At that time, it was for me. It was. They got paid in dragoons. Should we tell our our um, our, our Mitzi Gaynor story? Eric and I. We do. Eric and I were at a gala, 
uh, for the, the Gay and Lesbian Center. The Gay and Lesbian right. Center of LA. Yeah. And it was honoring Bob Mackey. Right. Oh, yeah. And we were there, and Mitzi Gaynor introduced. They couldn't get Bob share, Mackey. so they yeah. got. So well, they he, got. Those um, were the two. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and she his... proceeded to tell a super inappropriate of course. joke. Well, she's, uh, what she did was she's like, you know, people know Bob Mackey all over the world. You know, everyone, you know, even knows in, Bob even, even in deepest, darkest Africa, Africa there's, there's a thing. tribe who says, she was saying, Ongo Bunga, me like Mackey, Ongo Bunga. And, uh, and everyone's face, people were not l- laughing so much as sort of shocked. It was a little shocking. It was a little yeah. shocking. I, feel I mean, like I've heard that joke before. She oh, does the same jokes. Uh, all I mean, well, someone should dissuade her from doing it again. <laughs> but then, you know, just, it is, it's a generational thing. You know yeah, I mean, it might have gone over well on, uh, you know, on with, the Don, Don Rickles. with Don Rickles. Were you going to say Don Rickles? I was. You and I are on the same way, <laughs> Eric Morris. When I got fitted for my costumes for the show, I went to Bob Mackey's studio. Oh, wow. He was there measuring us. And at Bob time, himself? Oh, so he, he did your costumes. Wow. He did all oh, you've been costumed oh, yeah. by Bob yeah. Mackey. Oh, that's and special. And at the I time we were um, getting fitted... He was, I'll never forget, he was cutting out Marie Osmond's wedding dress. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the day I was there. It's always multitasking. Yeah, always. <laughs> That's amazing. So that, was, that was exciting. That How many costumes did you Did you trample you over it? Did you trample over the wedding dress as you Damn did? you, Marie Osmond. <laughs> so you had, we had, had a lot of costumes. We probably had 12. 15 costumes each. And now are you going to tell me they made you repair and wash oh, no, 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 and those as well? Had, and you had to do Mitzi's laundry? You had to like, and you know, some like... light housekeeping. Wash we did, and go. We did, have to, we did have to place our clothes, uh-huh. you know, off stage where we wanted them. But no, they had a couple girls that they did, took care of all the wardrobe. Yeah. And what kinds of theaters were you performing in? Like big, you know, like the Amundsen kind of theater. Wow. And was um, it, it was her, like, just her nightclub act or her show. Yeah, it was like a variety her show. Her variety show. There were skits. There were dance. It was a lot of dancing. She was doing was all dancing. highlights from her career. Dancing, singing, and then she would do monologues. She's very funny. She, she is. Was, she was. Not always PC, but, right. uh, but absolutely. She's very funny. She's very, she's a really, she's an incredible performer. Because we, we all used to sit Agreed. backstage in the wings when we weren't on and just watch her. And just the way she would deal with the audience. and She's got that star quality. And she would say the same things over every night. But yeah, yet she would make it fresh. And Felt people it. ate out of her hand. And she yeah. looked amazing. And you know, at that time she was like 50. So she was in great shape. She was an incredible dancer. Right. Just a wonderful person. She and her husband. Her husband was the manager. Producer of the show would travel with us. He was the cheap one making Jack your life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Was. Exactly. Exactly. So, Rick, so anyway. it sounds like so far your career is is blossoming yeah. as a performer. Yeah. And I thought it was. And then it was after Mitzi's show that I got tired of auditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, I was getting tired of the. The hustle. Rejection and the hustle. Paying for your own hotel rooms. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wanted just to have a job. Mm-hmm. And an opportunity came up. I had a roommate that somebody called. He was a reception at a real a receptionist at a real estate office. Called my roommate to see if he would fill in while he was on vacation. He's like, I don't want to do that. And I was sitting right next to him saying, Well, wait a second, I'll do it. Because I'd never had a normal job. Mm-hmm. So I went and I was a receptionist for two weeks. That turned into three years being in the real estate world. Oh, wow. So I got my That's license. That's a real job. Oh, you got right. your allow, you became a realtor. Yeah. I actually was a receptionist, then I became the office administrator for the whole... It was the John Douglas Real Estate Company at that time. Mm-hmm. It's not in existence anymore. Which is also, though, a path a lot of actors take. They go into real, real estate. estate. Because yeah. I think... I think a lot of people control... fall into real estate from all kinds of But you of can industries. also sort of control your hours in a way. And... Yeah. Well, I had no, I never even dreamed of going to real estate. I just sort of fell into it. And it's a performance. It is. Selling a house. So I Mm. did it for three years, and I was an assistant to two pretty top producers in Beverly Hills. So I was in a good position to keep going, but I was miserable the whole time. Every day I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Right. So I literally 
three years later, I just walked in and I said, I'm quitting. I just, I had to quit. Without knowing what Without was knowing what I was going to do. Wow. I had no bold. idea. It is bold. And I was nervous as hell. I was 25 years old at the time. And I thought, now what the sh- well, now what am I going to do? So I knew I wanted to get back into the entertainment business. And I thought, why don't I try production? So I called every single person I knew in show business. And a friend of mine was an art director. And said, you know what? I think I know something. So I'm like... Anyway, I got a PA job on the Soul Train Music Awards. Oh, fun. <laughs> My first Perfect. PA job. I was the only white person yeah. in the building. <laughs> but it was really exciting because I was there, you know, watching Dionne Warwick rehearse and Grace oh, Jones yeah. and Whitney. And, I mean, everybody was there. And mm. I was in the middle of it all. And you were, fun. you loved it. And it was, well, it was exciting. But then when I started doing the work, you know, it was delivering scripts and pe- getting people's lunches and doing all that yeah, that's a lot of fun. that I, you know and I, and I went from one PA job to the next I did several you know I did a pilot and I did a game show and I remember doing the pilot driving scripts out to kids out in San Bernardino in my car for two hours <laughs> and I, I remember one day crying because I thought yeah. what am I doing and I'm making $200 a week right worse, it's worse than thankless it's like yeah. actively it was like terrible. what no, have yeah, I, I done that's how I started too as a PA yeah and I really thought I have fucked up big time here so I was doing a I was doing the game show and they were casting a pilot next to us Peter Golden who was the head, oh, was the, the head now head former head of casting at CBS was he was at NBC at the time, and he was casting a pilot called Good Morning Miss Bliss, that turned out to become Saved by the Bell. Oh, um, but the pilot of Good Morning Miss Bliss had Haley Mills in it. Okay, and so they were casting that, and Peter and I sort of became friendly, and I wrote him a letter one day because I thought casting sounds fun. So I wrote him a letter one day, thinking I'd never hear anything back. Well, he responded, and I went and met with him, and he said, you know, I'm on staff at NBC, you probably don't want to do this, you probably want to do online casting, and I had no idea what he's talking about, and I'm like... What is that, what is online casting? Independent, ca- you know, being a casting director. I see. Actually okay. casting the show, as opposed to what he was more, doing he was in sort of a more corporate yeah he was the head of casting at NBC at the time. he was overseeing all yeah. the shows and I had no idea what he was talking about I said sure whatever you say <laughs> so he sent my resume out to a bunch of people I kind of dummied up a little resume did you make anything up? I exaggerated a little bit <laughs> oh, really? Um, <laughs> Highlighted Mitzi Gaynor. <laughs> I did all the casting for Mitzi Gaynor. I created <laughs> Mitzi Any show Gaynor. I was ever in, I helped cast. <laughs> You're like, have you worked in right, Have right, you right, heard right, of right. Disneyland? Of course. Do you know how many characters there are at Disneyland? That's all you have to say. So, anyway, my first casting assistant job, I got a call when I was at the game show from this casting director. His name was Mark Schwartz. was looking for an assistant. And I said, well, what do you cast? He said, I do the series called Dynasty. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. I read that. Yes. And that was way into, it was like in the fifth or sixth season at the time. The Diane Carroll years. Uh, <laughs> uh, Actually, even after that, even. Oh, even, ooh, oh later. I think, yeah. Dynasty, the later the, uh, years. But the good and the bad of that what's was What's his that name? Um, Rock Hudson years, maybe. It was after. He was on Dynasty? Yes, yeah. famously. He, I didn't watch Dynasty. He had a kiss when with. He was, uh, he was sick. Linda Evans. And he had to kiss Linda. And it oh. made the tabloids because they're like, oh my God, he gave her AIDS. Well, because oh. remember, you would look Which at him on the show and he looked weathered. See, I never, I never watched yeah. Dynasty. I watched one episode because I was invited to a home in Palm Springs, which was the Joan Collins home. Oh, right. And I slept in the bedroom where it featured her bed from Dynasty. Right. And so I went online to, to watch just there a little was. bit so I could see the bed on the set. Uh, uh, that's as much as I've seen. So I know I... Well, that was a very fun show. Well, the, the good... That was exciting. Yes, I got to do that show. But the bad news was when he hired me, he was closing up shop in three months. Oh. He told me he was getting out of casting. So I was like, oh. Swan song. Now what do I do? But what what was going to happen to the casting of Dynasty? There was somebody else was going to take it over, and they did. I think Denise Chamian took it or something. Oh, without you. Yeah, without me. So while I was there, the whole time I was there, I was thinking, what am I going to, you know, I got to get my feelers out for another job. And 
There was a guy who was his associate. His name was Ben Rubin, who's no longer with us. He was was Mark's associate and was now working at MGM Television as a director of casting under Mary Jo Slater. Oh, yeah. And oh, ben, I like her. Ben used to call She's Mark nice. all the time, and I used to answer the phone, and we developed this you know, phone relationship. And I told him I'm going to be looking for a job, and he said, you know, I think we might need an assistant here at MGM. And come and meet us. So I went, I met, met with Mary Jo, got that job, and that's where I started working on staff was at MGM Television. MGM Television, which I went on to Columbia Television, then came the Route 66, then came X-Files, there we and are. off we went. Yeah. And, that's and do you the, still love it? I do love it. You do. What, what is it that, that you love? Is it the approach? Is it getting a script and thinking what it's, who it's going to be? Like, you know what, what it is? What do you love? The, the really fun thing of it is when you finish a project and you see what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's always been finding new people. That, and I got yeah. the opportunity of doing that on X-Files a lot. To discover... Yeah. You know, talent. there was a lot of times where people... There was a kid, you know, actually not on X-Files, but on The Guardian. When I was doing that show, I did that show for a little bit. This kid came in to audition for me for this one-day guest star thing. And his name was Chris Pine, you know. And mm. he had done, like, one little thing before right. that. And after that, he did Star Trek, you know. So there was that. There was, there was Lucy Liu was one of them. Shia LaBeouf was one of them. Um, there were several of those. Where do you look for for people? I mean, like they come in your door, you know, as you're looking for like new, you know, people that are right for a part. But right. do you like do you go to New York to the theater? Do you? Um, well, I usually when I watch a lot of different films, like yeah, it, well, yeah. You're, you're always you got you're always watching everything as much as you can. Yeah, I mean now because the content of television is so unbelievably out of control because there's so much of it right you know in those days it was easier to kind of watch everything sure um, you only had four channels yeah. to choose from and I was going to New York I would go to New York every hiatus and see as many shows as I could um, you always just keep your eyes and ears open and you know you have there's the breakdown services so you're always you sure. have access to that and you're always you know I personally every single episode of every show I ever have done look at every single submission that comes through. I know some people don't, but I do. Wow, that is because, rare. That is rare because, because there are always, thousands of submissions. There are, but you all, you never know. I, my feeling is if I don't look at everything, I'm going to miss something. Right. So, and you know, in those days, there was it wasn't electronic. It was physical headshots that would come stacks of mail every day right. that your assistant had to open and sort into piles. And I'd sit in the office till you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Looking through, through all every those single thing, wow! Because it's just like you just don't want to miss something. Yeah, and you know sometimes you have more time than others to go through everything. But that was sort of my theory: is I don't want to miss anything. It is and exciting to find like a new talent. Someone it's comes the most in the exciting. door and they just like knock something out of the park, and like I can't wait for people to see this person. Yeah. They're so right. good. I mean, that, to look I back, like that. you know, look back at Chloe Moretz, Grace. Yes. Or Chloe Grace Moretz, whatever. It is. Right, that's the one. You know, who I gave her first job when she was eight years old, you mm. know. And that's the exciting part about what we do is when you look back and see, you know, I was there. You, you, helped, you helped bring that to fruition. Yeah. And how has the industry changed the way you have to do your job? So now you're... you're you don't have a TV show currently. You're working on this film. Mm. The uh, so much production has moved out of LA into Georgia and, and other parts of the well, country. And there's also much more competition. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many, many more casting directors now. Right, younger casting directors. You know, my, younger, prettier, younger, faster. Uh, Are they prettier? Know, I don't think they're prettier. <laughs> my thing is, you know, I worked on these long-running series for so long. And a lot of those producers are done. You know, they've cashed out. Right, just so, like your first job on Dynasty. It's like, I'm out, I'm three out, months. I'm done. <laughs> but, so but, I wasn't... but this project you're working on now, you said, was it uh, a director you've worked with? Uh, yeah. Was it on Bones or on, on, on Bones? On Bones. Yeah. So, you know, that... Things it, will it, come It, it come does back. come forth for you. But, but, you know, I was never doing show after show after show after show, working with different producers all the time. I was working with the same group of producers for long periods of time. 
Right. And it was a curse and a, ble- a blessing and a curse, you know. It right. Because you didn't gig. develop like these tons of relationships exactly. that right. Because you had a steady gig. Exactly. That yield. Um, you know, yeah. every all the studio people, all the cast people know me, but a lot of those people haven't worked with me. You know, I work at Fox a lot, mm-hmm. um, and you know, a lot of the Fox people now, those producers have other casting versions they work with. So, you know, it's just a it's a vicious, a vicious world. Do you do you prefer uh, casting dramas over comedies, or does it, is it really not just about the material or the opportunity? It's not necessarily. I actually enjoyed when I was doing both X Files and Sabrina and Married with Children at the same time. I enjoyed it because I got to do like use the whole head. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like you're right. using one side of your brain for this show, and but you're still like you know see you, you got to know who the funny people are, much more so with the comedies than you know obviously for X Files. Yeah, um, and then doing Bones, you know, Bones was a very subtle. There was a lot of comedy in Bones, and we were always trying to find funny people to play. That's right, actually, Doug Buden appeared Doug in Buden. Bones. I did, I did. as a dog owner. Yes, I auditioned who twice finds a body. Mm-hmm. I auditioned twice, uh, but I got it the second time. Yeah, there was people yeah. that auditioned many, many times. Yeah, before they got well, the role. Yes, I've had to, uh, other television yeah. shows where <laughs> I have a long history of just yeah. auditioning. Well, um, because when we see somebody that we like, you bring them in a lot because you know they're going to eventually get something. Right. But um, sometimes it goes quicker than others. Yeah. I mean, I've had people that would come in fifteen times where it would become a joke. You're here again. What? <laughs> 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 like really was have that, to come in was, again? Was it Tony Basil? Who was no. auditioning? It was uh, Tony Basil. Tony Basil. Tony Basil, the, the... Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah? Yeah, she was there the she day you auditioned. She was the day, uh, the first show that I auditioned for, not the one that she I She was worked. auditioning? She was auditioning, and she was very unfamiliar with how auditioning for a television show was going to work. I mean, she, she had was, been a choreographer. She was... Top uh, choreographer. We were, she certainly uh, knew how to audition people on the other side. We, the were in the, we weren't in the waiting room because at where, where Rick's office was at the time, his waiting room was so loud. It was a cacophony of people talking and on their cell phones. And it was... If you if you are one of those actors who, who wanted just a little quiet space, it was a disaster. So I actually was standing in Rick's... Uh, in the doorway to Rick's assistant's office, and that's where she was. And she said, "Hey, hey, do, do you know Walt? What did she say? Something like, do you? Am I supposed to remember all the words? Do I? Do I? Am I supposed? To, can I hold the script?" And I said, "Yeah, you should know your lines, but you should also hold the material because if they give you an adjustment, you want to have it handy. But you shouldn't rely on it." Oh, okay. God, I haven't done this in so long. And she's chatting, and she gets so loud that the door opened and Rick came out. And said, "Hey, hey, shh, no talk, you know, no talking, because where Rick's office was, it was a, these, these buildings were you built hear so long ago. Mm. The doors were made of paper, yeah. and yeah. so it was so loud. And I just, I was trying to shush her, and of course, I didn't want, you know, Rick to think that I was the one creating all the noise. So I was like, I don't know who this is, but she was, she was a mess. She kept saying, I haven't done this in so long. I don't know the words. She's a little crazy." I can't remember the part. I, she is a little crazy. Yeah, I she actually was had, She was auditioning for Crazy Lady number yeah. two. <laughs> I've had dinner like next to her. We were both alone, and she was crazy then, too. Well, she's she, a little crazy. She was wearing like a poodle skirt. <laughs> well, I hope you're well. I hope you're listening, and I hope you're doing very well. <laughs> you're you welcome are. to come on the podcast. Yeah, There's lots to you, talk about. Why don't you join us? <laughs> come on. This week's episode is brought to you by Tony Basil. <laughs> um, and so, what's next for you? Do you know? Or you're just out I there looking? Don't as, know. This project is going to take you a while, right? This will take a couple months, I'm assuming. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm you know in the independent world, you never know what's next. Is there a way for you to go to India with this movie? I don't think so. Really? They he have, doesn't know they the lay of the land. I don't know anything about India. Right. I've never been. Right. Um, You'd yeah, want someone who knows. They have already. If told, they're going to make this movie in India, this would be the perfect opportunity. I guess, but, yeah, but they have. Wouldn't they want me, a local person yeah. who They've knows India? Me. Oh no, I don't mean to cast the local Indian roles. I mean, like, I need to check up on my stars that I put in this movie. Well, and the producers would be like, and why would that be again? <laughs> well, you know what? You're welcome to buy your own ticket, right. a la Mitzi, yeah. a la Mitzi <laughs> sure. Gainer. Yeah. And you can also, uh, 
You can also buy your hotel room. And I if you would like to visit. I am not flying to India in the back of the plane. <laughs> no. No, no so, why would you? We're on the top of the train. Yeah. As it, as it were in but um, no, they have already <laughs> made it very clear they are going to hire a yeah, casting. That makes sense. And, well, there's also a ton of production in India. I think so. And yeah. India is a huge country. So. Yeah, there's, and there's tr- more, yeah, Bollywood, there's true pro casting directors. More films are released yeah. out of India than I believe any other yes. country combined. I don't know about combined. I think combined. Really? Yeah. That I'm not sure about. But certainly definitely more. I'll have to do my own Google (laughs) research. But it's a lot of movies come out of India. Yeah. Yeah, So next I don't I next is unknown. Yes. We will see. Was it was there that reminds me of tagline of the X Files. Was there some what did they say? See what's out there. I don't know. What, what, what oh yeah, the truth is out there. The truth, the truth is, truth is, out, is there. out there. What's next is out there the for Rick Milliken. Um, well, thank you for coming on. This is my pleasure. The podcast. The yes. Podcast. Yes. Well, we, really, it's truly our pleasure. What and, an and honor. Rick is is uh, a, truly a, a really dear friend of mine. Um, and you know we are dog owners. We walk our dogs oh, together that. in the afternoon. Well, lot. and we and we are much more tangential acquaintances. I see right. you in, at the periphery of Doug's glamorous events. events. Yes. <laughs> that birthday party. Oh, that, that, that was a special was a occasion. Yeah. Yes. That was fun. It was, it was and people came party. from far and wide they did. They to did. celebrate your semi-centennial. Doug um, It really was yeah. special. And I enjoyed it. It was good to see you yes, then. absolutely. And lovely to see you now. Thank, Thank you so you. much hey, for coming. I'm curious, Rick, where can people find you uh, on the social media? Do you uh, care to be found? I mean, I'm on Facebook. You're on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. I said, never mind. Yeah, no, I'm not don't like want, a, no I don't friends tweet. request. I'm okay. not a big... You're not big into the social media. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you would think if he were, he might be inundated with Uh-oh. like, hey, you know, mm. it's like, this is not a way to submit. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah, I've just never gotten into tweeting. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't. I mean, yeah. Facebook is sort of my... I only joined the other social media beyond Facebook um, because of this podcast. Yeah. I literally had never been on yeah. Instagram or Twitter or anything yeah. like that. I look at Instagram a little bit, but I don't, I'm not... I don't contribute. I actually much. really enjoy Instagram now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I like photography, and I like. I think it's more picture driven. It's interesting, right. yeah. Right. And I like the stories. Like some people really do good Instagram. Yeah. Um, I, I'm learning a little bit about it, but it's fun. You know? Well, we look forward to uh, a revisit. What's after the name of this, this film again? The name of the film is Tiger Heart. Tiger Heart. Yes. It's we'll a, look out for it. It's about tiger poaching, and the tiger whisperer comes to save the day. Oh, oh! So it's, it's about good, saving tigers. It's saving about tigers. saving tigers. I like yeah. that. They, they, There's the well, hero. Better than a. Well, it's a. It's a celebration like of the killing out. of tigers. <laughs> no, the the hell, decimation of tigers. <laughs> the hero of the movie is like the tiger whisperer. Yeah, and he brings his love. talent and love to save to get rid of these to India evil people that are poaching tigers. Fantastic. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of animal activism. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's very cool. Rick Milliken. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you so much. Fun. This I'm was thank happening. Thank you. This is happening. Listeners, thank you for joining us again. Please come back. Won't you? Bye. <laughs> Bye.